Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous, sunny Seattle. Um, yeah, and just remember, don't move here, please. We already have a major uh, issue with the housing market already. You can come and rent, but don't try to buy anything because you, yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating here. Um, people are like, Overwriting their financing, overwriting their inspections, you know, all of these weird things just so they can get a house and pay like, well, you know, a lot more than it was actually on that its value, actually. But uh, but beyond all of that, it's stunning, um, beautiful here in Seattle. We hope that it's gorgeous or light or dark or snowy or wherever it is, whatever it is in your part of the world. And, that you know, maybe look out the window right at this moment mm-hmm. so you can become grounded and in your body and you know, aware as we begin to have a lovely hour together where transformation can occur. And one of my favorite things to do is to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those days where I get to interview a local author, uh, Kelly McNillis. She is the author of Your Messy Brilliance, Seven Tools for the Perfectly Imperfect Woman. Um, Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here, Marie. Oh, you're so sweet. We've met once before, um, which was lovely. We had we shared lunch together a few years back um, locally here in town, and it was just a pleasure to meet you. You're a Spitfire. You know that, right? (laughs) You are. So happy that it's sunny out. I can't even tell you. (laughs) It's it's amazing what happens when the sun comes out in Seattle. This is true. (laughs) People actually say hi to you, you know, because Seattle isn't. I mean, people are friendly, but we're more passive aggressive in our state. I think, (laughs) you know, we are. We are, and so. so when when the sun's out, you could be at the gas station and people literally turn to you and, and actually make eye contact and smile and tell you something <laughs> kind of private about their day. Now, those things could happen in Chicago. You know, you could be in, in Chicago and everyone's laughing and joking where, no matter where you are or what you're doing. But it's not like that here in Seattle unless the sun's out. So, That's right. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so, you know, um, before you wrote Your Messy Brilliance, which is beautiful and such a wonderful guide for everyone, you know, to um, get real with themselves and to allow their magnificence to shine through. It's very powerful that way. What got you to create, you know, your, your own platform that you've been working on for? How long have you been working on Woman for One? Uh, Women for One's been around seven years now. Wow. And I, I started it just because... I knew intuitively I wanted to write and write about my experiences because I feel like, you know, as as I'm sure you know and your audience knows, you, we do what we need to learn. So I really needed to integrate some of the experiences I had had in my life from a divorce to being a single mom to the death of a dear friend. And I had just reblended a family of six children. I where know, the you, modern, you are <laughs> the, modern the Brady Bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I had just blended that and took some time off to really, well, time off, but blending a family takes a lot of work as well, but time (laughs) off of work 
to really integrate some of the lessons I learned and I wanted to write about it. So I, I sat down one day, Maria, and, and, and meditated and heard the words women for one. And wow. I got the URL and I started highlighting great things women were doing all around the world. And then every couple of months, I mean, every day, but I, I really practiced my using my intuitive muscle and it strengthened. And I really listened to that inner voice. And about six months in, I was like, okay, what now? And I heard women should share their stories from all over the world. And when that happened, I became the servant to women for one. And I had women sharing from over 50 countries, sharing stories of triumph, for, uh, of grief, of loss. And it was just an incredible um thing that happened because really it was it was the power of my intuitive guidance that got me there. Wow. Yeah, it's truly a huge global community and the stories that I've read and have been inspired by are amazing, you know. I mean, sometimes very sad and also very very beautiful at the same time and also incredibly powerful. And that's also what you talk about in this your messy brilliance that we tend to try to avoid our messes, you know, trying to make everything perfect. I think women we do that instinctively, wanting every, everything to be fine and everything to look beautiful and that we're doing a good job and our families are safe and healthy and, and you know, prospering. Um, but really, there's always a mess somewhere. There is a mess. And, you know, it's a double-edged double sword, sword <laughs> with <laughs> Uh, women, because we are the natural caretakers, you know, it's the power of the feminine, we're the nurturers, we're the ones that want to make everything okay. But yet, I believe that if we kind of dive into our darkness, our mess, things that have happened in our lives that are hard to look at, that we've learned from, then and, and only then can we find that brilliance, right? That brilliant gem of who we are and our genius. Mm -hmm. So that's really where the book came from. Because personally, I've always been told by all my friends that i I'm kind of a mess. So that's where <laughs> the, the title came from. You know, my brain is ADD. Oh, my I've met you. Mess. You're so put together. <laughs> I would never use a word to describe you that way. And I think when you're well, talking, I, had a, yeah. I mean, you're, I, and, and your friends know you better than I do, but I would never describe you that way. But, but you're talking about really, you know, our relationships, our life experiences that we've had that we're trying to cover up and pretend weren't never happened. And or that we're, we've got it handled, you know, these type of things. And this is one of the things that I love about your global community because women in different countries sometimes have e even what we might consider more complicated messes, right, in certain parts yes, of the world. Definitely. But you know what? We're more alike than different, and that's what I've learned over the years. And I, I believe we can break down all of the barriers of age, of culture, of religion, of belief systems, with understanding and being transparent with one another as women and we can feel less alone and really uplifted and supported by other women who are courageous enough and as you've seen with the me too movement now i'm yeah. really inspired by it because i'm not only encouraging women to share their stories about sexual harassment we have stories of everything on our site entrepreneurship you know medical challenges family and relationship grief and loss and that's really where I believe we're going to move forward as women in our power is being able to share and not have any shame mm -hmm. around what has happened to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think this political, well, the last year and a half or two years really, has really given women more of a voice because it's so clear there are things that we don't really believe in that are happening and we're willing to be embarrassed or express our shame or whatever it is that we were afraid to expose and realize that it's actually empowering and it's beautiful and it's transformative. 
And it's scary to do that, Maria, as you know. I mean, people have a lot of wounds. And I mean, it, it is a bit terrifying when you want to dive into places where you were really wounded and hurt. So we're hoping that we can provide some tools. My book provides some tools and our site provides um, some courses and tools on it as well about discovering our voice. And so you shared some of your own messes in the book right away, you know, and and you also asked your readers Mm -hmm. not to feel sorry for you, which I think is a really important message that when you're sharing something that's very, you know, um, scary and messy, that that we shouldn't feel sorry for each other. We should feel um, empowered by one another, like wow, look at how incredible we, we are, how, look how courageous we are that we can overcome something difficult even if we tried to pretend like it didn't happen for a while and that as we bring it out and dust it off that it's actually something that has allowed us to grow and evolve. It, it really has. And, you know, my first publisher that I signed with, he, he, he's a wonderful man, but he didn't want me to share my story. Wow. And so it was, <laughs> it was quite the journey of following my intuition in this book um, because I had to ask to be released from the contract because I thought, how am I going to write a book when I have a community of women that share their stories and not share part of mine so people can really understand where I'm coming from and why, what the impetus was for writing this book. So I did find a publisher that would allow me to share my story and the rest is history. <laughs> so that's really interesting. He actually encouraged you not to. Yeah, he said people don't want to hear stories as much as they want to hear uh, tools in self-help books. And that was his that was his opinion. Right. And I really had it was a lesson for me to learn to stand up and stand in my truth. Right. Like right. I'm asking all these other women to do right. and really yeah. kind of like the Zen proverb leap in the net will appear. You know, here I had, you know, gotten a publishing contract and I was so excited. And I I, I spent a day feeling sorry for myself, which I think sometimes <laughs> is OK for us to do. Right. And then I put my big girl panties on and found another publisher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so happy that you, you did that to support not only yourself and to say, Hey, these things happened to me, but I'm a whole vital, amazing, productive person in the world, happy and fulfilled. And through these messes, you got to find out what makes you happy and what makes you fulfilled and, and what kind of people you want to have in your life and surround yourself with. So without these experiences, we don't really know that much about ourselves. No, we don't. I think we're, we're simultaneously, we are our story and we are not. We need to be able to release it, dive in, look at it, release it, and move on from it and make effective and conscious choice in our lives. And I talk about that a lot in the book, Marie, because I feel like, you know, the seven chapters, part, you know, the beginning is very feminine oriented. And the, 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 the last three to four chapters are, are more masculine and direct conscious choice and action. And I believe that's the way of the new feminine, integrating the masculine and the feminine together. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's um, that was very intentional in the book to do it that way. I, I think that's an excellent mm-hmm. idea. Women do need to feel strong, just like men need to embrace their feminine energy and allow more for intuition to be a big part uh, of their life experience. Absolutely. I completely agree. So do you want to share one of your messes? Uh, you know, I can share all of them. Whichever <laughs> one you want. You know, whichever <laughs> one you want. Well, uh, you know, I, I come from... Um, I'm an incest survivor and I talk about that a lot. And I just actually spoke last week at the international Pacific Northwest international women's festival about it. And it was an incredible experience to speak to several hundred women last year for the first time I spoke to several hundred women about my abuse and and how it affected me and what it did to my self-esteem, my belief systems around men and sexuality moving forward. And then this year I came back and talk about, talked about, what's next for women that share those Mm -hmm. kind of things? Because Mm -hmm. 
it's a journey, right? It's, right? it's not like, oh, we've released our story and now we're free. Because what happened to me after I shared that is that I came into another memory. Mm. And so you dive even deeper sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, although that's terrifying, I have the strength, the skills, and the wisdom to be able to deal with that as an adult Kelly, right? Instead right. of being four, four year four-year-old little girl that was abused sexually by her father, now I'm a 50-year-old woman that can love that little girl and move forward you know, in that, but also take care of myself when other memories come up to be able to heal. Right. And, and when those things happen in our life, it's because we can actually handle it, you know, like we're ready for it. It's, it's, it's yep. just a never, another release of the onion, another deeper understanding of the process of, in, in, I think in all of these cases, of becoming self-empowered and self-aware and um, our own great advocate um, for our health and happiness. So, so you're right. I, I loved what you said about, it. and maybe that's why sometimes people also go, okay, I worked on that. I'm done. You know, they, they finished well, it. It's I, in a box. Really wanna, right? Yeah. I want to say to your audience, you know what? I, I really want to say it was really hard to have another memory come up. It was like, really? You know, it was that last <laughs> little piece of me like, wait, I already did that. Can I check that off? Like, can I move forward and be free and let go of this? I'm kind of, you go through those spaces where you're exhausted and you're tired. And that's where the integration comes and the self-care comes. And I think those things are so important. We as women forget that we really have to celebrate the fact that we've been courageous and integrate the lessons we've learned before we dive into another mess. And that's a, a big one for me. Is to the self-celebration. Yeah. And the the Mm -hmm. Mm self-care. Yeah. And so what do you do for self-care? Like what, what do you have a plan of action? Do you have a list? What what do you do? (laughs) Well, um, every time is different because I'm not very linear. (laughs) That's my mess. Um, um, but I really, I get in touch with my intuition first and ask what it is that I need in this moment. Um, I meditate every day and, I really ground myself in meditation and, and, and have some clarity around what would serve me. So I don't really want to give a list because I think it's very unique to the person, but you know, for example, I needed to take a sabbatical for a little while and really dive into caring for my body, caring for my health, right. caring for my mental state. I do energy work with a healer, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things, um, whatever really elevates and, and lifts our spirits and, grounds us into the lessons is important. So in the book, you talk about, you know, chapter one, and, and it's, um, it's all about the truth. But what I love in terms of self-discovery about that is curiosity, you know, mm-hmm. because when we have a problem and it's pushed all of our buttons and we're in panic, fear, worry, shame, all of these things, one of the things we tend to forget is to become curious because curiosity is a very powerful energy. And so it's so powerful. Right? Yeah. So if we can back off just a few feet, just a few feet from the shame or whatever the issue is, the fear, the shock and awe, and actually get curious about it, that's when our insight comes through. Absolutely. It's like moving into that objective observer, but also bringing in the childlike curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always been curious since I was little. I always you know, wondered why we're here and what the world is about. And, And to this day, you know, I had an interaction with a woman um, the other night at a book club I was at, and I and she was pretty um, defensive when I was speaking and, and felt judged by me generalizing about women. Mm-hmm. And at first, I, I, I felt like this kind of spike, spikiness, and then I dropped down into my heart, and I was like, I wonder what has happened to her. I wonder, you know, I wonder what her story is. And just getting curious in relationships is so important as well, because then we're not always in blame and judgment 
and in fear. You know, mm-hmm. we can really drop down and and engage authentically with someone to understand where they're coming from and have authentic dialogue. Yeah, I think that's huge and profound. And then when you become curious about it, then you actually can see the truth of a situation. You know, like, you know, our souls come here to have all kinds of life experiences that we want to um, accomplish more awareness and consciousness regarding it. And so we kind of set ourselves up, not not that we don't have choice. We do. We have free will and, and anything can change at any moment. But there's things that we've been working on for thousands of lifetimes, potentially. And so if we come into a life experience where we get to have the right buttons pushed at the perfect moment um, under the perfect scenario, then we can actually grow from the experience. Absolutely. And I, I start looking at um, challenges as like, I, I, I'm like, okay, bring it, you know, instead of, oh, here we go again. It's like, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? And really asking those key questions is so important in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love, love, love that word curiosity. And then chapter two, which I think is really cool, is the awareness of it. You know, like, oh my gosh, this is what's really happening kind of a thing. I think it's so important to have an awareness of your actions, your thoughts, your story. I mean, all of that. When we we have to have an awareness before we move into any kind of action or we have to have an awareness of who we are and how we are in the world and what our experience has been to get mm-hmm. really clear with our intuitive guidance, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was married for 20 years to, you know, a, a, it was just a very um, emotionally and verbally and mentally abusive relationship. And it took me for eventually curiosity, you know, to be curious about it rather than just terrified all the time and unaware of, that I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And, and then the awareness of it, you know, to, to be able to just name it like, yeah, this is really happening. This is not pretend. This is really, really happening. And I remember even after I divorced, um, because one of the things my former husband would do is literally stand over the dishwasher almost every day that we were married in the evening and criticize the way I loaded the dishwasher literally, or reload it, you know, for me. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so I had those types of experiences and then you you have to pre-rinse those. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Totally totally kidding. You're in timeout, right? (laughs) Totally kidding. So one of the things that happened, you know, and, and, you know, and, and so people may think that those things, that's just one example of, you know, being in a difficult situation. Right. And it may seem like it's not a big deal or it's, it's not, um, abusive, but it is abusive, right? It's totally abusive. And, and so one of the things that happened to me after the divorce is then just learning to not have PTSD every time I'm in the kitchen, right? Like cooking a meal or, or loading the dishwasher, just being aware of what we're actually feeling at the time is so empowering for us. And many times I think women in particular, we're so good at making excuses for another person's behavior or blaming ourselves for the way someone else is behaving, which is another form of excuse. And if we don't look at those situations and really embrace them, because honestly, I think every single day for those experiences, every single day, I am grateful for every moment of that marriage because it allowed me to be the person I am today. And I love that. Right. I would not be who I am if I didn't go through that. But if also if I didn't wake up, you know, if I hadn't allowed myself to be aware of what was really going on. Yes, that's wonderful. And it's great. You don't have any regrets. I was asked at a book signing in Arizona, you know, what do you have any regrets? And I actually paused and sure. thought through all the things in my life. And I, I thought of one that I would do differently, but guess what? I didn't know it at the time. So no, I don't have regrets, but to learn from the choices we made is, is the most important thing to kind of close that out. <laughs> right. 
And so that's what you're talking about in these messes, right? That that you have to have the awareness that it actually exists. You don't have to make it pretty. You don't nope. have to make it fluffy. You know, um, because in my case, one of the things that would happen is that he would always speak so kindly and so beautifully about me in public, always. So nobody knew what was going on at home except for the people that were living in the house. And, and so there was no way you would know. And, of course, I didn't tell anyone. So having the awareness of this is gigantic for whatever. And it doesn't have to be something as serious as the things that you and I are talking about on the air. It can be something very small and what seems harmless, but yet it's still a mess. <clears throat> yes, it is still a mess. And, I, you know, I love what you just said, because I really believe that a lot of times nothing is as it seems. And I think that's a great universal truth. You know what you just brought up, because I think about my current husband, I call him my current husband, he laughs about that. <laughs> and my ex husband. And a lot of my friends when they met my current husband were not impressed with him because he doesn't change for anybody. He's a very powerful individual. He's Turkish. He's pretty intense, right? But uh-huh. he's just the most loving soul in the world. Yet my ex-husband on the outside is very sweet and kind yeah. and, and charming. everybody just, he's in charming right. and, and everybody just loved him and didn't quite understand my choice. And so we have to get very grounded in our choices, whether we're talking about, you know, a relationship or anything else and have no apologies for the choices once we're aware of what, what really is happening. Right. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> and, and so it doesn't have to be a huge gigantic mess or something that, you know, the world would think is, is a tragedy or something of that nature. It could be something really small, but yet because, we tend to be, I think, creatures of control internally, especially women. If we can relinquish our inner control, then we can actually see that something's a mess, and then we can become curious and aware of um, of how it could be potentially blocking our magnificence. Yes, I I, I want to quote you on that. That was beautiful. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And and that's <laughs> really to add to that. Yeah. That's really <laughs> what you're talking about in this book is helping you know women, but anyone, of course. Um, to be able to align to their authentic, amazing self. Yes. And their brilliance. And, you know, I discovered my brilliance through my mess, you know, through everything about me. And I also have stopped trying to look good and get it right all the time. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've allowed myself, you know, yeah, um, the gift of so effing up. Sorry, to, I'm not going to say the word, but that's one of my chapters. Well, you wrote it. Chapters. You wrote it many <laughs> times in the book, by the way. We can't say it on the air, but it's one no, of my fine. favorite, favorite words. I, I love that word because it's powerful. It's really powerful. But I love what you just said, too. It's like you're you're willing to show up imperfect. You're willing to, oh, this is good enough. I'm fine. And just go out and be in the world. And it's not even just fine. I am imperfect because perfection Aww. doesn't exist. Right. And I talk about that in my workshops. And I talk about what the vision of a mess is for women. Like some people say messy hair. Some people say a messy kitchen. Some people say a messy purse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like a mess inside, like, ah, you know, with everything going on in our lives. And I just want people to get in touch with that so that they can dive into it and know it's not a big, bad monster and we don't have to control everything. And if we dive in, we can really get clear about what's about. Wow. 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 So what's next for you? You know, so you've got this lovely book out. I know you're doing a book tour coming up. I am. Another one. Yes, I'm doing the Southeast next week. I'm so excited about that. I get to do um, several 
uh, bookstores. But the thing I'm the most, and I'm very excited about that, but the thing I'm the most excited about is um, at the end of March, I'm doing my inaugural truth teller tour and and it's it's in Boulder and Mm -hmm. we have, we're shooting to have several hundred women there. I have some panelists that are to discuss their own mess and how they, you know, came out of it on the other side. And then we've selected um, three submissions for, you know, because we have truth tellers on our site to read their stories, you know, spoken word, the power of the spoken word for support from us. And I'm also going to talk about my book. So I want to do that all over the country because I believe now is the time for women to uplift their voices. And it doesn't just have to be about harassment. It can be about anything. And so this is my goal in the next year or two is to take this around the country. And people can go to womanforone.com to get information. Yes. Yay. 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 Well, um, Kelly, you are wonderful. It's just been a pleasure to have you on the show. And for those of you who would like to learn more about Kelly, you can go to womanforone.com. And remember, she's a speaker, an author, a teacher, and the founder of this global organization for women. And thank you so much for having the courage to write your own story and to encourage women to um, allow themselves to be a mess and brilliant, um, which is what they are. You're welcome. Yes, they are. And I'm so honored to to know you. And thank you for all you do for all of us. Thank you so much. And have a gorgeous day. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manion Cherry Show. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Alternative Talk 1150 is like no other radio station. Here we provide a platform for the exchange of great ideas and positive energy. Our radio shows vary greatly, but do share a common goal of bettering listeners' lives. Perhaps you're ready to join our family of radio show hosts. Learn how affordable and rewarding it can be to host your own radio show. Call me, Eric Cream, at 425-653-1150. That's 425-653-1150. And let's discuss your radio dream. I'm Gary Mance. And I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Fridays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., Mance and Mitchell get up close and personal with authors, experts, and celebrities discussing everything from pop culture to the paranormal with a dash of politics on the side. We also share spiritual insights from around the world in ways that shine a light on issues that matter most to you. Light up your life with a little help from your friends. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007, we are Mance and Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
How can Marie Manucheri help you create a better life? Check out her events page and attend a workshop. Working with Marie is a life-changing experience. If you want to find an effective way to make significant improvements in your life, sign up for a class today at energyintuitive.com. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in gorgeous Seattle, and now we're going to take calls. We are. And we we're are. thanking everyone for waiting um, through our first half hour and listening to Kelly and McNillis and her beautiful book, um, Your Messy Brilliance. So thank you so much, everyone, who's been waiting. Yep. And we'll jump on it. Now, if there's a caller that we are finished with, you may join us. 877-825-8828 is the number. So we'll start things off with Samantha calling in from Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good, and thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. What can I do for you? Um, I have had a um, history, probably 25 years, of um, chronic constipation. Uh-huh. I've been to the doctors. They can't find anything wrong. Right. And I have a very, a very good organic whole food diet. Right. Yeah. So it's certainly not that. But also I have... Um, I've had a lot of issues with anxiety since I was a teenager with right. panic attacks and such. And right. um, I feel extremely disconnected from my body a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I try to ground and meditate and do all of these things, and nothing seems to sort of keep me connected. Right. And I think maybe that has something to do with yeah. my digestive issues. Well, you know, um, energetically, when I read your body, you're, 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 I'm so sorry I said you're so many times, um, you tend to internally control. So you're a perfectionist, at least from my perception. A lot of, um, I think sometimes a lot of women are internal um, controllers. Men tend to be more external controllers, and we can meet some women who are as well, but more women are internal. And, and so that is also what contracts the intestinal tract, is being too controlling on the inside. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. And that's what creates the anxiety. So it's the, the spine from C1 to the tip of the coccyx is your personal will. And what you tend to do is you um, kind of hold on to your will and force it to do certain things instead of what we're meant to do is to align our will to the divine and, and get out of the way. And you're not good at that. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what you have to do. You have to start aligning to the divine. You know, I briefly spoke about, you know, a, a moment in my um, not so healthy marriage. And I'm very internally controlling or I, I was significantly. And that's why I could stay in a very difficult situation. And we had a, a long term marriage because I did for a long time everything he told me to do. Of course, it didn't matter. But it still wasn't good enough. But I was so internally controlling that no matter what he said, I would go, okay, sure, yeah, okay, sure, I'll take care of that. So even though you don't have that when I look at your marriage or your relationship, I don't see that. But you're the one who's putting all the pressure on you. You're the one who's telling yourself what to do all the time. And there's no one really outside of you, you know, yelling at you to do something, but you're still doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so you need to, like, Fall in love with the mess. So maybe you're being controlling with the housework or you're being controlling with 
the way the kids look or the yard. Like I'm a little controlling with my yard, even though it doesn't look perfect, you know. Um, so, so, so you need to start to let things look terrible. You need to start to let it to be a disaster, at least in your mind. Because really, nobody in your family is going to care from what I can see. They'll just be so glad that you're not, well, that you're present. Because you can't be present when you're trying to make everything look perfect that doesn't have to be perfect. You know, when um, I remember when we bought a, a home that I a home that I really wanted to have when I was married um, and we moved into this lovely little neighborhood and the neighbors came over, you know, after we'd been there for a few months. We had three kids and they were young, like second, you know, third, fourth grade, something like that. And the woman was shocked because our house was spotless, spotless. She goes, are you OK? She looked at me literally. She said, are you OK? I go, yeah, I'm fine. You know, because, well, my former husband expected a spotless house and I actually like a clean house too so the house was spotless you could literally eat off the floor for 20 years in that home you know you could have so so you're gonna have to stop because you didn't have you don't have that weirdo you know that I was talking about you have some you have a lovely family that adores and cherishes you and the only person who needs to fall apart and let everything be a mess is you and so I want you to get curious when you need to have things a certain way you need to get curious you need to ask yourself so is this in my highest good when I'm doing right right now? That's what curiosity is. It's about asking about your highest good. And then what's going to happen, you're going to start to relax your spinal column, which is going to start to relax, relax your intestinal tract, and then we can get things moving better. There is a slight dietary thing, by the way. Um, I agree. Your diet is perfect. Again, you're a perfectionist, right? Um, <laughs> however... I would look at lectins because lectins are really hard on the digestive system. And I've talked about um, the book, The Plant Paradox. That might be helpful to reduce some, you know, of this inflammatory contraction that you're having in your intestinal tract. So your homework is to make your life a disaster. Maybe you need to go get your messy brilliance and follow these seven steps so that you can find out. And you're lucky you don't have any big, huge, from what I can see, monster in a closet to come out and scare the heck out of you. I think your your fear is going to be the same as someone who has maybe a monster in their closet, but you don't have something really lurking. You know what I mean? Right. You're blessed. You're blessed. You've had a very good life, but you're really hard on yourself and you need to fire yourself and, and screw up. I don't know if I can, I think I can say that word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And just one, one other thing, my, one of my massage therapists, um, she, always works on my chakras and she always tells me all my chakras are closed except for my crown no I already I already drew out your energy your chakras are open um you have a leak at your second and your fifth the the fifth one is really minor it's about speaking truth and you are a vocal person you don't hold things back but the leak in the second indicates to me that you're not in your authentic truth you're still speaking from your mind or your fear or perhaps your perfectionism Rather than your truth. And, and you're going to change so radically. You're, you're going to be shocked by the person you become. Your family will only be delighted because they can see this person that you are and they love you. Um, but you're going to be shocked. You're going to go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the woman that I've been. You know, I keep throwing her in the closet and locking the door and running away from her. You're going to be really thrilled with who you are. Okay. Okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Have a lovely day. Thank you. 
Thanks, Samantha, for calling in from uh, Point Pleasant, New Jersey. A wonderful New Jersey. area. That's Love right. it. Love it. Uh-huh. And if you'd like to join us, 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manutray Show. She's uh, taking uh, calls for the rest of the show, the half, last yeah. half of the show. So uh, let's uh, take Laura. She's calling in from Seattle. It sounds like she's not feeling very well. I've Aww. got that same thing going on right now. I have my kids here, too. They're, uh, yeah, Vinny has his little boys here because <laughs> one of them's not feeling yeah, well. Yeah, poor little guys. And Aww. so, you know, it's kind of like floating around a little bit. But, but as, as I said, I'm so thrilled that you get to bring them to work. Yeah. I mean, such a blessing, right? <laughs> For it's me, total, I guess. I, no, it is. It's a total blessing. Running kind of live show at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know stressful. it's stressful for you, but I'm like in four I different studios. Sure I just, okay, I I just love that. it. I yeah, Thank I think it's great. Yeah. So, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm really good. Good. What can um, you... I do not have any kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky duck. Um, yeah, that's right. all I can Lucky. say. <laughs> you know, they're a blessing and a curse, literally. Um, no, they're, yes, they are both things, um, truly. So what can I do for you? Um, so for the past three decades or so, I feel like I've taken really good care of my mind and my body and my spirit. <laughs> and I've been, um, I feel like I've been very interactive in the world and have had a very blessed life. Yay. But for the past yeah, for the past three years or so, um, I've just felt tired a lot mm-hmm. and unmotivated and just feel like I want to retreat mm-hmm. from this world mm-hmm. um, and, and just stay in my house and watch the hummingbirds and drink coffee. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, luckily, um, I work at home, but I watch the hummingbirds every yeah, single I get a, day. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot of peace from just being home and yeah. being present, and, and but I have a hard time in, in this world. Yeah. Can, can, can I ask you how old you are? Uh, I'll be 50. Yeah. I think this is very hormonal. So have you done anything to help your hormones? I already know the answer. It's no. Uh, I am. I'm seeing a, she's a nationally renowned bioidentical hormone okay. specialist and probably wh- for the last Okay, so you did start. That's great. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. So it takes a long time to get your hormones back to normal. Did you know that? No. (laughs) Yeah, a long time. So hormones tend to change, begin change. Maybe. It depends. Everyone's a little bit different. And and they're not going to be normal like in your 20s or early 30s, um, but normal for healthy, vital balance, right? So I believe what you're experiencing is hormonal. And I'm so happy you found a renowned person to work on on you hormonally. So this is fantastic. So it starts like somewhere in the, for you, it started in your early 40s from what I can see. And what happens is like there's this gradual decrease. And then if women don't address it, which doesn't mean they have to take bioidentical hormones. I do herbs. That's what I choose to do for me. Um, then, um, but if we don't do something, some women actually don't do very well. It can be very emotional for them. It can be very physically challenging. It can make them exhausted because hormoners, I mean, hormoners, hormones are actually communicate to every single one of the organs in your body. Literally. It's like, it's like if you don't do something to nurture your hormones, it's almost like you, there's no mail going out as, as if the mailmen all retired and we're not getting our mail anymore. Uh, And I know we get a lot of things online these days, like our bills and all of that. But just imagine if all the mailmen retired, we would be a little lost. We just would. So that's what happened to your body. Your hormones slowed down. And so that means their messages changed. They, They started communicating to each other very, very differently. And probably 
underneath it all, you have maybe more of a predisposition to um, being sad or lonely or things of that nature that you haven't addressed. So this gives you an opportunity to address it while you also rebalance these messengers so that you can have a healthy communication between all of your organs and your anatomy and your physiology. Do you see what I mean? Yep. Okay, so you are on the right track, but remember, it takes a while. One of my dear friends, she literally thought she was going crazy. And this is an intelligent woman. Um, I knew she wasn't going crazy, but she really thought she was going crazy. And unfortunately, a lot of medical professions, professionals don't really study or understand um, the, the philosophy around a woman's hormonal cycle and changes in our 40s and 50s and beyond. In fact, a lot of our mothers and grandmothers, they were just on hormones immediately. But unfortunately, conventional hormones cause cancer. So a lot of women had to have hysterectomies and had a lot yeah. of problems. And so doctors primarily don't prescribe those to their patients, thank goodness. But we still haven't figured out, we're working on how to figure out how do we balance women and how early do we help them to support their hormonal system naturally or otherwise. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm hearing is you've got three more months before you start to feel better. So. Okay. <laughs> Which I think is going to be nice for you. I think you're going to go, okay, I've got three more months. So in the meantime, I would be curious about, you know, why am I feeling sad? Like instead of, because you've been hard on yourself, like I shouldn't feel this way. I've had a great life. What's going on? You know, you're like reprimanding yourself for having emotions. I want you to go ahead and get curious about these emotions and sit with them and be kind to yourself and nurture yourself when you're sad or you're feeling like you don't want to be out and about in the world and you just want to have tea and be with your hummingbirds. Just like be okay. with yourself and be nurturing and be kind and be loving because it's something you need regardless. And then these lovely um, bioidentical hormones will start positively affecting your body and um, making you feel what you might think of as normal again. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Laura, for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're just off to another caller. This is fantastic. Linda from Phoenix is joining us. Hello, great. Linda. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course, Linda. How are you? Is it really hot or or is it kind of cool in Phoenix mild. right now? It's mild. <laughs> well, yeah. it was in the 80s and it's cooled down a little Ooh. bit. <laughs> Sounds good for us. I, I would love the yeah, 80s. You know, not complaining. The last time I was in Phoenix, which... I was there to give a book, book talk, and it was, it was in Tempe, I think, where I had to give a talk, but I stayed in Phoenix, and it was snowing. It was like January, whoa, and it was whoa. snowing, and I wasn't even slightly prepared for the weather. I was freezing cold. Got a little caught off guard. So you? you guys do get um, cold spells every once in a while. Yes. Yeah, interesting, but 80 is great. What can I do for you? Um, I'd like two things, Marie. I'd like a scan. Mm -hmm. And also, even though I'm retired, I'd like some suggestions for a new career direction. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. You know, we live too long these days. It used to be you retire at 60 and you're dead at 65, and it's just not like that anymore. You know, we just live a really long time. So regarding the career, have you thought about what makes you happy? Well, yes, but I've always had a lot of interest, and it's been difficult to narrow it down. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a theme in your interest? Uh, well, yes. Um, beautiful things, whether it's clothes or gems, things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
So I'm going to come up, I've already got an idea for you, but I want to point out that when most people tell me they have so many interests, they can't narrow it down, I think that's a defense mechanism. I think that's the way they block themselves from really determining what turns them on and what brings them passion and what they have natural talent at. That's what I think. So you can't use that as an excuse any longer, or I want you to kind of look at it and sit with it and be curious about it. Because even when you said that, I didn't feel a, towards one thing I felt oh yeah there's things that you like and they get you excited but you still haven't discovered the ah, you know you know what I'm talking about yes and I love shiny ob- objects too jewelry is one of my favorite things um love it love it love it have you ever studied astrology I know the answer I'm sorry studied what astrology yes I have okay did you like it it's very interesting, mm-hmm. but it didn't give me the ah. <laughs> so notice, so what I'm noticing as I'm talking to you is that I think you there's a disconnect between your emotional body and your awareness. So you're in your head trying to analyze things and figure them out, but you have to literally be out of your brain and in your body somewhere feeling your physical presence in order to determine what is that ah thing. See what I'm talking okay. about? Okay. So... Okay. So you need to figure that out. You need to learn to get out of your brain, to rest below the neck, to start spending time in there in awareness. That could happen through meditation. That could happen through, I literally will put my hands on my abdomen and make myself physically feel my hands there and any structures underneath. I'll literally force myself to do this multiple times a day, actually, and ask myself throughout every single time that I do that, what am I really feeling? This is what you need to start doing. And guess what? You have the time to do it. Yes. So meditation and getting out of your head. You could even ask, because I love curious what if questions. What if I can authentically feel my feelings? So that's what I I want you to start working on that. And then you can start looking at what's my next step regarding um, my career. And I think astrology is going to be very pivotal for you. Okay, great. Okay. Um, your your third eye is stunning. I, I didn't draw a lot of energy in the rest of your chakras. You're pulling in energy from your crown and your root, which is very powerful and healthy. But your third eye is stunning. You have tons of energy moving into the back of the third eye. And the front portion of the third eye has a gorgeous spin and gorgeous color. So, you know, um, energetically su- expressing to us that you have great intuition. But intuition is not a mental experience. It's an emotional experience. And real emotions are calm. So you have a lot to learn about that. Okay? Okay. Okay, does this make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so good luck with your homework and um, let us know how it goes. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Linda, so much for calling in from Phoenix. 877-825-8828 is the number. We'll uh, stay up here locally. Now we'll take Doreen calling in from Briar, Washington. Hello, Doreen. Hi. Hi, Doreen. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm Thank go- you for taking my call. Of course. What can I do for you? Well, I would like a, a reading if possible. I just need a little gui- guidance and see what you can uh, suggest. Okay. Do you want to ask, I mean, I can read your energy, but do you want to ask me a specific question? Well, the specific question, I'm just having hard times. Um, I try to be, you know, I'm a people pleaser, and so I'm always trying to be, you know, the mom, the wife, you know. Yeah, but you, you heard my story earlier, right? It, yeah. it doesn't really work. I mean, seriously. I know you, yeah. you, you know, all my daughters thank me at least once a year for divorcing their dad. 
And, and they love him to pieces, and they have, thankfully, a really good relationship with him. But they wouldn't have a good relationship with him if we were still married today because I didn't allow things to get too crazy in the family. Um, in other words, I was a constant referee in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And once we got divorced, and I'm saying this to you because it somehow has some meaning for you. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it does. Um, once we got divorced, and I wasn't there because, we, you know, we didn't get along at all after that. Um, and we, we do. When we're in public, we're very polite to each other and um, to support our children. Uh, and our, our kids had to actually work with him and tell him how they felt and when they didn't like the way he spoke to them or whatnot. And they were able to then create more authentic relationships. So you're not helping anyone in your family situation by taking care of everyone and tiptoeing around the messes. you got to let everything fall apart. And the beautiful thing, even though this is the scary part, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. Like, I didn't know when I began to voice my opinion in my marriage, and not just once a year or once every four years, but every day. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to get divorced. But I could no longer be quiet or blame myself. So, yeah, and I have a hard time using I my voice. I know. So you've ah. got to do this. You've, I know. That's what the real healer of a family is anyway, the person who speaks the truth. And how it all turns out, even if it turned out, you know, I, I don't think it will. I don't know what's going to happen in your family, but I'm not seeing the crazy, crazy disaster that happened in my family, which, which was good. You know, like I'm happy yeah. for what happened, but I don't see that for you. I just think okay. your family will have an amazing healing, but you're the healer of the family. And because mm-hmm. you're the one who actually knows what's going on and you're the one who's pretending like nothing's going on and you've got to stop. I, I kind of put things under the carpet or I, I don't know how to deal with things. So I know, I and you nail it. it. After you get it under the carpet, you, like, nail it down. It's really sweet. And then you put a little, like, runner on top of it so no one can even see the nails. You know, you make it look so perfect. <laughs> you really do. I try. I really do. Well, and I stop. And positive and stuff, stop. you know. Stop. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm telling you it's not working and it's not helping okay. you and you're not happy and you're exhausted and worn out. And I nobody... Am. Nobody's having a real authentic relationship and yeah. you need to, you, you need to just be responsible for yourself and own who you are and what you're seeing and what you're feeling. And then what everybody else does, that's up to them, but you need to be your own beautiful, wonderful person. You can't be quiet any longer. Okay. That and I think wonderful. it's going to have a good outcome. So I think so too. I'm on the right path, you know, yes. and this is a new year and yeah. you know, the, that old saying, um, something about, if you want to be happy, it's an inside job. Yeah. You, you know, know, maybe some therapy would be good for you. I'm, well, I do. I have some counseling. Okay. It, it matters, you know, trying to figure out this whole picture here, you know. So, okay, good. Yeah. but just, And then mm-hmm. anything to do with my chakras or anything Everything like that? Everything looks great, especially <laughs> while we were talking. As soon as I, you know, talked about your strength and your independence and your, your real vision that you have and voicing that, you just started to absorb tons of subatomic particles. Okay, so make sure your counselor is helping you to be strong and assertive and independent. Because if that's not happening, you need a new therapist. Okay. All right? Sounds wonderful. Thank okay. you so much, You're Maria. Welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Doreen, for joining us. 877-825-8828. Probably have time for one, maybe two. Okay, I'll maybe. do my best. Yep, yeah, we'll quickly do it. Uh, yeah. I believe it's Alana calling in from Santa, uh, Santa Monica. Is that correct? Yeah, Elena. Elena. Hi. Thanks, Elena. Yeah. Sorry about that. Hi. Hi. Oh, good. Is this your first time on the show? 
It's my first time, yeah. I just Aww. started listening like Aww. two weeks ago, and well, I got your book, oh, and I'm reading thank your book. you. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Yeah. So what can I do for you? Well, I, uh, two weeks ago, uh, I got the thyroidectomy because uh-huh. I had thyroid cancer. Uh-huh. And so I got it removed. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm sorry, think- but yay. You know, I was an oncology yeah. nurse, and one of the things we would say to each other, okay, if we're going to get cancer, the nurses on the floor, we would say, we want thyroid cancer because it rarely metastasizes. You know, it's just rarely. One, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. congratulations. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy because it's gone and Yay. the doctors think, yeah, everything's yeah. going to be good. Everything's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. But I just want to make sure I'm on the right path because <laughs> that can never happen again. I have two children. <laughs> I'm, I'm young. I'm 35 years old and yeah. like, I can't. I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Okay. So. I guess in the right direction. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think thyroid cancer is about emotionally? Because when we look at energy medicine, we have these beautiful chakras that align, yeah. you know, the center of the body. And the throat chakra governs the thyroid mm-hmm. gland and everything in that vicinity. What do you think it's about? I don't know. I need, <laughs> okay. like, I, I think I need you to help me. Okay. All right. No, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Okay. It's about speaking okay. your truth. Saying how okay. you feel. And so okay. most people who have issues with their throat don't know what they're feeling. And they're, okay. they are not speaking it. Okay. Now, you're a very honest person. You're a very genuine person. Very sincere. Yeah. Lovely. You know, you yeah, and I would get along great. We could go shopping together, out to lunch, have a wonderful time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so what needs to happen, though, is you need to discover what your truth is. Because you don't know. You don't yeah. know. And I can only tell you that um, you are going to be thrilled and excited and delighted by your truth. It's going to be very powerful. I, a lot of times yeah. when people have throat issues, they're actually closet, powerful people. And you know how you shine away from your power. Like you kind of contract yourself and don't pretend that you're very powerful, but you really, 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 really are. That's the weird thing because I know I am and mm. and I am in so many other ways, but sometimes I just always... I'm also the person that's like, I'll take a back seat and be like, okay, I'll just deal. Yeah. I'll just deal. It's going to be okay. I'll just deal. Well, you can't do that anymore. And and here's yeah. what I'm hearing. And I've, I've only heard this um, a few times a year when I'm talking to certain people is that okay. you probably have a lot of karma when it comes to speaking your truth and, and being empowered. And when people uh-huh. break their karmic patterns, that yeah. means they're really, really old. When they break their karmic patterns, they are richly rewarded. So you got a lot of reward coming down the pike. I highly recommend you get curious and you can use, what if I easily, you know, speak my truth? What if I easily embrace my power? And and just yeah. be curious about these things. You don't have to figure out what they mean. You can just mm-hmm. start, you know, expressing that to yourself, that curious, positive, what if question. And then things will just naturally start to unravel. And you're on the right track. You took good care of your health. You're going to be yeah. healthy. Um, yeah. It's wonderful. Okay. And just take your awesome. medication. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I am. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Much. Have a beautiful day. Okay. Oh. So, uh, I think it's about time. Oh, we can't yeah. get to any more. Oh. <sighs> oh. Some good things come to an end. Some things, some good things come to an end. I'm going to be in Cincinnati, Ohio on May 19th for the Healing Touch Conference. I'm going to be talking all day about vibration and awareness and 
Energy Medicine, I'm very, very excited. We'll be making a commercial for that as well today, so we'll be airing it often. But if you want to get tickets, um, you can go ahead and go to my website at energyintuitive.com. It's open to the public, and it will be in the hospital there in um, Cincinnati. I'm really looking forward to it and spending a whole day with the um, Healing Touch Foundation. They're an incredible organization that, that does research for energy medicine and practitioners and supports them in the field of consciousness. So it's a pretty powerful thing. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Kelly, for coming on the show um, this morning. And I hope everyone has a blast digging into their messes and loving every moment of it. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.